I have some possible places where Alice Cooper has appeared in pop culture. I want you to tell me which one's true. Wow. Are okay. you ready? Number one, Urban Outfitters currently sells a t-shirt with his image. Number two, the Arizona Coyotes created an Alice Cooper bobblehead. Number three, Alice once hosted The Muppet Show. Or number four, Alice appeared in a commercial for Staples. All of those might be true. All of those probably are true, frankly. You're good, man. That's like... No, I think the point is he is, you know, it probably in the dictionary went under icon as a picture of Alice Cooper. <laughs> That's so meta. He's the icon for icon? <laughs> He's the icon for icons. <laughs> Get the degrees and just remember this, please. I say it's always cool in Mesa. Recently, legendary guitar rocker Alice Cooper, who Rolling Stone called the world's most beloved heavy metal entertainer, opened his second solid rock teen center right here in Mesa. The goal of the center is to help young people find purpose and creativity. I know I don't look like it, but I am a big Alice Cooper fan, so I was thrilled. Even starstruck a little. It's always cool to miss <laughs> This episode is brought to you by our good friends at Crescent Crown Distributing, who've been bringing your favorite beers and beverages to Mesa bars, restaurants, grocery stores, and convenience stores since 2004. And Crescent Crown Distributing is hiring. If you value hard work, integrity, and are looking to build a career with a nationally recognized organization that has a positive winning culture, Crescent Crown Distributing is the place for you. Go to crescentcrown.com for more details or to apply. I got a chance to visit Alice at his new teen center on Country Club near Maine. When I come in here, it's great. I call this the glorious racket. Because a lot of these kids are just starting. Yeah. And you come in and you hear, that's true. You know, I'm kind of going, that's doesn't great. It, as a musician, doesn't it just offend your No, your, no, no. It yeah, makes see, it great because I'm hearing, that's, yeah. that was us in 1966, yeah. you know. Uh, so, because I, 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 the next time I come back in, it's a little better. That's great. Next time it's a little better, Yeah. you know. What's the best short description of the, the Solid Rock Teen Center? Our, our T-shirt says it all. It says, we care, we believe, cool. <laughs> That's great. We care about what's going on with the kids. We believe in God. We believe in what we're doing. Yeah. Cool. You know, and it really, it's, it's really what it is. It's, it's a matter of uh, uh, taking what we believe, putting it into practice. Yeah. Some of these kids go, what's in it for you? Yeah. And I said, well, you know what's in it for me? You show up. You, you mentioned that, that there's kind of a, there's a faith base to, to this. Yeah. Where does that come from? Well, my dad was a pastor. Mm -hmm. My grandfather was an evangelist. My wife's father's a Baptist pastor. I, I was the prodigal child. I, I grew up in the church, went as far away as you can, and then God brought me back. You know, I, okay. I got sober 39 years ago and became Christian, a real Christian. When I was a kid, I was just sort of in a church, yeah. you know. But I believed, mm -hmm. and now you know it's just part of my Christian life. This is that's great. But uh, you know, like I said, we're not a church. We don't beat people over the head with Bibles here. We don't even do any of that. Yeah, we're we're here more to get them off the street and to get them more creative into take all that energy and put it into something creative. Every kid out there has got talent somewhere. 
hidden talent. It's solid rock. What we say is come in and find your talent. Wow. You know, so the street has an awful lot of bad things to offer. Just being on the street. You come in here and you say, try guitar. Well, hmm. try bass. Try drums. Hmm. Try this. Try art. Try photography. And all of a sudden they'll find one thing that they go, oh, I'm good at this. Or that really sparks my imagination. That's what takes them from the street into here. Do you really believe that all of us are, have some hidden talent? I think that we all have talent, but we've never tried it. I'll tell you how Solid Rock started. Please. I was watching a very awkward drug deal go down between two 16-year-old kids, and a thought came into my head, how does that kid not know he might be the best guitar player in town? He's probably never picked up a guitar. Or the kid next to him might be the best drummer. Immediately the thought was my wife. I said, why don't, why don't we try to open a place where they can come in and have that alternative because they don't have it in school anymore. Mm. You know, uh, And we, we got together a bunch of uh, uh, Christian business guys and put it together. And I said, the, the, the most important thing is that this has got to be free. It's got to be open to every teenager. Most teen centers are kind of sad. But here, everything is top of the line, high quality. Yeah. It, it looks like, you know, if, if someone were writing a check for this, yeah. it, no one would be able to afford it. People are, are really uh, uh, surprised when they come actually and see this place. Alice and his partners raised the operating expenses for his teen centers primarily from two fundraisers, Alice Cooper's annual Christmas pudding concert and Alice Cooper's rock and roll golf classic. But the golf classic isn't any regular golf tournament. You got uh, movie stars flying in from Beverly Hills to oh, be yeah. in that, that golf tournament. Well, the great thing about the golf tournament is this: is I am I know who the golfers are. Yeah. So everybody gets a celebrity, uh, either a sports guy or an actor or a rock and roll guy. That night before the the pairings party, we have a big jam session. So people are sitting there, and all of a sudden they see there's the guitar player from Eagles. There's the drummer mm -hmm. from Chicago. Mm -hmm. There's the other guitar player from Kiss. There's the bass player from Cheap Trick. And then one of the guys from The Doors comes up and plays. And, and pretty soon you're going, this is the only time I'm ever gonna see yeah. this combination. So every year it's different. That's amazing. One of, the, one of your strengths to me, seems like you're really good at being different. I mean, back in the in the '70s, when you, you become Alice, yeah. and you're you're instead of doing the standard rock concert, you're doing theatrical shows. Welcome to my nightmare. I think you're gonna like it. The norm was to go right; you would go left. Absolutely, and it worked out very well for you. Well, you know, for, for though I, I I can explain Alice in the fact that that we were all art majors. Um, the original guys in the band, Dennis Dunaway and myself. And I, I, I couldn't understand why a rock band was up there and behind them is an empty canvas. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going to say, welcome to my nightmare, give them the nightmare. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it takes extra effort. It Bring takes out extra the guillotine, money. right? Yeah, and, and, you yeah. Should, and make, make the lyrics come to life. That's so great. every single song that we do on stage, I find something in that song where I can make that visually come to life. Um, and, and at the same time, I looked around and I knew the Beatles and the Stones and all these people and the greatest, really nicest people. The biggest people were always the nicest. Yeah. You know, and um, I saw a world of Peter Pans and no Captain Hook. 
And I really? went, I will gladly be Captain Hook. And Rock needed a villain. <laughs> right. But a, a funny villain. Yeah. And, and one that's a little bit, you know, a little bit worried about, yeah. you know. But there was so much humor in the show. Yeah. You know, I mean, rock and roll. It was entertaining. Comedy yeah. and horror all put into one thing, and it turns into Alice Cooper. One of your big songs is No More Mr. Nice Guy. And yeah. to me, the irony is you're such a nice guy. Well, this was the funny thing. They were burning my records on 700 Club. I mean, we heard so oh, many right. great rumors about ourselves that it was amazing. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, we did enough on stage to cause rumors, but like I never heard an animal on stage. I'll tell you the chicken story because okay. it's very funny. Yeah. Um, we're in Toronto at the Toronto Peace Festival, <laughs> 30,000 people. Yeah. And it, the final lineup is The Doors, Alice Cooper, and John Lennon and Yoko. Wow. Okay. So we're going on between those two. Uh, we get on stage, the very last song, we, we take a couple of feather pillows and we would open them up and hit them with a CO2 cartridge. It yeah. looked like a snowstorm up there. Yeah. And the doors are over here and they're going, yeah, and John and Yoko's, yeah, this is great. This is because it was yeah. just psychedelic, you know, the whole thing. And I look down and there's a chicken on stage. Being from Detroit and never have ever been on a farm in my life, it had wings, it had feathers, it should fly. <laughs> so I took the chicken in the middle of this thing and I threw it out. I figured somebody would grab the chicken, take it home, call it Alice, and that would be their pet. To Alice's great surprise, the participants of the Toronto Peace Festival killed the chicken, then threw it back on stage. The next thing in the paper, Alice Cooper kills chicken and da 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 da. They, and I realized they wanted a villain. They, they were looking for this dangerous character. I didn't have to do it. They just, they said I did it. Yeah. Frank Zappa called me the next day and he said, did you kill a chicken on stage <laughs> last night? And I went, no. And he said, well, don't tell anybody. They love it. I, I remember that rumor. Yeah, and, and it was never happened. Never happened. That's no, funny. I mean, I would never hurt an animal. I honestly, yeah. I'm an animal lover. Uh, but I had that reputation then. The funniest thing was, we're in a hotel, and the real Colonel Sanders is in the hotel at a convention. Given the whole chicken debacle, Alice thinks to himself, I got to get a picture with this guy. And he does. And I had my arm around him, and I said, when this goes out, there's going to be so many jokes about this. And there are. But one photo caption really sticks out to Alice. It says, chicken killer Alice Cooper. And I went, this guy is <laughs> annihilated a billion chickens, and I'm the chicken killer. But of course, Alice wasn't always a legendary rock and roll chicken killer. How long were you a struggling artist? Because it seems like you've been successful. Well, we started at 15. Okay. <laughs> you know, at 16 right. years old here in Phoenix. And we finally got to be the best band in Phoenix is the Spiders. And of course, where do you go? You go to Los Angeles, where every other best band from every other city is. All of a sudden, we weren't the best band in yeah. L.A. Mm -hmm. uh, and we struggled, believe me. We, we you know. We're all living in a one-room apartment and things like that. So at one point, everybody wants to get into the whiskey a go-go. <laughs> 1968, because the Doors were the oh. were the house band. This is a hot spot to we perform. We finally oh. get in to the whiskey a go-go, and we drive up, and it says Alice Cooper and who's Led Zeppelin? 
You know, I mean, all these bands were just young bands that didn't, we, nobody had made it yet. The very next night we played a club, some guy named Pink Floyd is playing with us. If you've got better stories than Alice, contact the mayor's office right away and we'll sign you up for the next episode. How proud are you of, of this? Because you're, I mean, you have a lot, you have a long resume of things to be proud of. But where does the Solid Rock Teen Center fit in that resume? I'm very proud of this. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things where my whole, my whole life was based on if the teens liked me. Right. And the parents hated me. Right. <laughs> yeah. You've been good at that too. Yeah, very good at that. Yeah. Now I've become a household word. Now the parents like me, and the grandparents like me, and Enough. the kids like me. You know, uh, so I got past all that. But in the early times, teenagers were our, you know, that was our focus group. Yeah. Uh, and I just always thought, give back to that now. At seventy-four, Alice continues to have an impact on teenagers. We had one girl that came in, and she says, uh, I, want you to, I want you to see my list. And I said, what's your list? And she says, I get up every morning, and I make a list of what I have to do. I said, okay. And she says, this is my list from a year ago. Get up, uh, go to school, see my friends, have lunch with my friends, do my afternoon classes, go to the park, kill myself. She, had a, wow. she said, I had a pocket full of pills and a razor blade, and I was just going to go out to the park, sit down under a tree, and kill myself. Now... We didn't ask why, because mm -hmm. it's not our business, why. Mm -hmm. But on the way to the park, a couple of friends of hers said, hey, let's go over to The Rock. She said, what's The Rock? She said, it's this place where you can go over there and you can, you know, so what, what have I got to lose? She's there every day at 3 o'clock. Mm. And she finally aged out yeah. at 20. But just that was enough. I, when I went to the board meeting, I, I went, if that one girl is the only thing this ever accomplishes, yeah. we, we win. There you go. I, another great story. This is a great story that really great. told me what was going on. Cheryl and I are at the Super Fries about 10 o'clock at night. And I see this kid over here, and I see this father. The father comes over, and he's kind of a rough guy. And he goes, you guy that runs that teen center, right? And I went, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, here we go. You know? That's who he thought you were, is the guy who runs the teen yeah. center. Yeah, and I went, yeah, that's me. Yeah. He says... Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. He said, my kid wouldn't talk to me. He wouldn't sit at dinner with us. He wouldn't do anything. He went over there, started playing guitar, and I looked at him, I went, oh, yeah, I know him. He's shopping with us at 10 o'clock at night yeah. now. His grades have gone up. Yeah. He's, he's part of the family now, and he's learning guitar, and that's, he's happy. Yeah. And I just went, wow, that's... That's amazing. That's what all he needed was that little, that little, you know... So, so your success stories are not uh, Billboard uh, golden no, records. No. It's lives changed. Yeah. Well, we had Jordan Sparks. Yeah, she started here. The winner of American Idol 2007 is. You know, that was one of our big, our big pluses. That's, you know, that's uh, great. Jordan Sparks. Alice, have you achieved what you want to achieve here? Because you should, be, like I say, be very proud, or is there, is there more to be done? Well, there's 5 million people in Phoenix, the greater area of Phoenix. Yeah. There's only two of these. I would love to see 10 of these. So what, what can we do to support you? The way people can help us is really come and see what this is. And uh, 
you know, donations are, are absolutely uh, welcome. Sure. But understand what you're donating to. This is, uh, I think this is making the community safer. Amen. And I think it's also making the community more, more creative. And taking kids and, and pushing them in the right direction can only be good for the, for the community. Alice was kind, gracious, and a lot of fun. And those stories, they just kept coming like billboard hits, one after another. In fact, Pink Floyd moved in with us. Wow. They ran out of money, so we were all, we had, we were all living in one little house in Venice, California. That's you know, We were 72 and 0 in cross country. I was running a 440-mile and I was seventh on the team. Jimi Hendrix passed me a joint when I was like 18, and I went, okay. You know. Coach Smith yeah. hit us. He used to hide us in the journalism room. Oh. He said, Bennett's coming. As soon as I heard the Beatles, there was a creative spark. I, I, I always say, I'm going to write the book. I need about eight more people to die before I do that. <laughs> <laughs> when we were done, Alice walked us out to the lobby. Luckily, a camera was still rolling. Well, I have a great idea for my tombstone. On Tombstone, I went to say, Alice Cooper, I'm standing right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make a place for you at the Mesa Cemetery. Yeah, okay. Waylon Jennings is there. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. We've got some notable stories to tell yeah. about the Mesa Cemetery. Yeah. Well, let us know when you're ready to ink that deal. And if Cheryl says it's okay, we can put up the tombstone early, and we'll start giving tours of when Alice dies. Yes, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> well, you, you really can literally be standing right behind them while they're looking at Then Alice followed us outside. That's when he discovered our camera operator lives within earshot of the teen center. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, you're my neighbor. Oh, that's great. If I need sugar or something, I'll come on by. That's it, come yeah. on. I used to live next to Elton John. I used to go over and borrow a cup of diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> you know that scary rock star your parents warned you about? He just moved into the neighborhood. And you know what? Mesa just got safer, kinder, and a whole lot cooler. My favorite place where Alice Cooper appears in pop culture is in the television show Freaks and Geeks, where a, a counselor is trying to connect with the kids. You feel alone and confused, and you don't think anyone understands. Well, I do. Lots of people do. Even Mr. Alice Cooper. Bet you don't think he's a square, do you? No, oh, man, Alice Cooper rocks. Do you know this song? Lines form on my face and hands. Lines form from the ups and downs. I'm in the middle without any plans. I'm a boy or girl, and I'm a man or woman. I'm 18, I get confused every day. 18, I just don't know what to say. 18, I gotta get. Nick filling those drums there, will ya? Oh, yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about? Is this making any sense at all? I think it is. Hey, 